Hi, everybody. It's Jenna. Welcome to A Cup of Tea with Jenna. And in today's episode, I am so excited because we have our first guest. Welcome, Allison. Thanks, Jenna. (laughs) So we've decided that today's episode is going to be who knows. We are going to dive in and just move into what is rising up, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. (sighs) Yeah, and what wants to be let out, what wants to be spoken. At times you may hear silence, at times you may hear laughter. So grab your cup of tea, be it hot, cold, (laughs) spicy or sweet. Here we go. Join us for the ride. So, Allison, I'm just curious. How's your day? How, how's it going? What's going on? What's moving? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? <laughs> well, one thing I know is I've eaten way too much sugar. Mm. And that makes me stressed out feeling. Can you tell us everything you've eaten this morning? I've eaten two cookies and a slice of cake. (laughs) What kind was the cake? Well, I stole it or I was gifted it from the wedding I worked yesterday. So it is my my tip. I noticed that you actually started that with you stole it. And then you said you were gifted it. What's the truth? (laughs) I stole it. (laughs) I brought my own Tupperware. (laughs) Because I didn't want to eat it at the wedding. Yeah. I yeah. wanted it for later. Yeah. And and so how are you feeling after your two cookies and cake? <sighs> I feel a little stressed out and tired from it. But I also feel <laughs> successful because I feel good after a whole work day. Yeah. And so that was kind of like your gift? Was that kind of like a little gift to yourself? Yeah. And, but it's also like, I feel so good because I was productive, so I can abuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I can do anything I want today. I can drink three cups of coffee and eat all this cake and get super strung out because I was productive yesterday. <laughs> so it doesn't matter because this stuff can't touch me. Yeah. Allison and I, uh, we speak to cake quite often in our lives. And um, we both live in uh, Buena Vista, Colorado, and there's a store, uh, Legree's, and they actually sell um, solo pieces of cake. Solo cake. Yeah. Cake by the slice. They're like, they're single like me. They're waiting for that person to come pick them up. Get it? Sometimes they go on sale just for a dollar. (laughs) And... I'm really waiting for them to have strawberry one day, but so far... I... That's what was the wedding cake was last night was strawberry. I didn't answer your question. It was so good. Ah, <laughs> oh, I should have brought a bigger Tupperware. Oh, my God. Because they waste so much. They it... throw it all away. No one eats it all. Oh. It's my service to them beyond what I already serve them. Yeah. Yeah. I also love cupcakes. Oh, I love cake in a cup. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Embodied. The Embodied. Cake. 
But my stomach does feel gross and achy, and I'm, I feel tired. But it's like successful tired. Yeah. What else is shaken in your life? Or not shaking? <sighs> That's called primal sound. What's primal sound? <laughs> well, you know what primal sound is. But our lovely listeners might not know what primal sound is. Well, if I were to explain it, I guess primal sound can be really anything. It's what naturally moves from your body. At times, you know, we do these like deep sighs more than we know throughout the day. Like if we're feeling stressed out or frustrated or feeling pleasure or just feeling good or we just need a deep exhalation. Um, For me, sound has been a huge part of just moving energy, just moving energy. And it feels so damn good. It does. Yeah. I've been sighing a lot today. Mm -hmm. But I guess what else is yesterday's wedding was the kind of wedding that makes me not want to do weddings anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And side note for you guys, Allison, uh, well, Allison, what would you call yourself? A videographer? <laughs> but Jenna would call me a videographer. Yes. There's not two O's, though, but do what you want. <laughs> so tell me more about um, the wedding. And it sounds like it, it kind of exhausted you and charged you a little bit. Yeah, because the weddings that I've been seeing this year due to our times in 2020 have been small intimate weddings or elopements where the energy is super chill and it's i feel like it's really down to the real meaning of what a wedding is and maybe it's just my personal belief but i think there's things that a wedding should not be and the wedding should not be this hustle bustle stress of like all these really tightly put together scheduled points and that's what yesterday was it was just all this pomp and circumstance around Mm. stuff that was very material like decorations and how everybody looked and where the timeline was so I don't like that (laughs) I love that I think that weddings should be simple yeah doesn't mean it can't be beautiful and creative but I love that that answer to that question. Yeah, it wasn't focused on love. It was focused on the 45 candles that were on each table. <laughs> right. Maybe you could have like um, a little application that says, will your wedding be simplistic or challenging? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Or, you know, even, I mean, gosh, weddings, people spend so much money on weddings. Yeah. And I would say if I am ever blessed to marry a beautiful soul, I would want to spend that money on traveling abroad. Like connect with some beautiful friends and family, do your thing, get married, get hitched, and then let's go on a journey. Yeah. I mean, that I align with that. So I guess it's just I don't really align with these people. 
So, and that's fine. But it just stinks because after the wedding, I get so down and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I know there's so many beautiful ones, like what you just said, where it's like, oh, I do want to show up for this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so I guess it gives you an opportunity to know even more what you want and what you don't want yeah. when it comes to shooting a wedding. Mm-hmm. As a videographer. <laughs> but that's all and you get very spun up after shooting a wedding because it's so high energy so I guess that's what I was kind of meaning by abusing myself with cake is like I'm just trying to come down off the energy so maybe the cake and the cookies like all that sugar is just trying to um, well I know in Ayurveda sweet is like grounding so that's kapha. So it's like I'm trying to ground myself. Because, I mean, the wedding, let's get really metaphorical with this. The wedding was having 30 mile an hour winds, vata energy. So it was just so much high wind, crazy energy with no grounding. Yeah. Boom. That's what it is. But they did have the cake and cake's supposed to ground us. This is really good news. <laughs> <laughs> This is very good news in my life. <laughs> cake is weddings, grounding. Weddings make sense. Cake is cake is grounding. I mean, white sugar is probably not the best option to go with. You could probably get a banana and be just as good. <laughs> but yes, so I'm embodying trying to ground myself today. How are you going to do that? Beyond mm. doing this podcast with me (laughs) well that is part of it well I with that yay I did something productive energy I also feel like I can gift myself relaxation today which I feel like maybe a lot of people don't do that in our society they just they're like okay on to the next work mode but right now I'm like okay I really do get to relax. So I almost drove down to Salida just to like mm. do nothing and shop around and get a bagel or something. <laughs> get a bagel. Not another cookie, but a bagel. No, I'm good on the sugar today. <laughs> but then Jenna said she had chicken, so I came over here. <laughs> the chicken will ground you. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think our society is all about, obviously, this has to do with the embodied world, which is doing, 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 doing. Go, 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 go. And that invitation to just slow down and enjoy has become almost like a foreign language to so many people within the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people, I feel like friends my age from my past who are in the more corporate world they would see me right now as self-indulgent like oh you worked one day and now you're like i'm off for a week (laughs) (laughs) i mean let's be honest this was really my almost last wedding i have one more in november and i'm gonna be off until like june so i'm like really off the beaten path compared to people Yeah, but I love it because we work way too much. Yeah. We work way too much. And, I mean, there's times, I guess, when people, though, they really enjoy their work, right? Yeah, they do. It's part of their um, pleasure in life for sure. But I think we also have to learn how to um, 
find balance with that, with even play, mm-hmm. you know, where, wherever it is. I mean, we happen to live in the mountains, so we have um, tons of options of like biking and hiking and kayaking and just being in the mountains where maybe people in the city like go out and find bagels, more yeah. cake. Maybe I'm a city slicker. You could be a slitty slicker. <laughs> For sure. All I do is eat bagels. <laughs> yeah. You would crash maybe if all you did is eat bagels. I did. That's what happened when the blend opened. I ate there two weeks straight and then I almost died, I think. Nothing against you, blend. <laughs> we love you. This podcast is not sponsored by the blend. <laughs> oh... Oh, I can tell you one more thing I'm embodying is I feel like part of yesterday, the wedding was, yes, the material aspect, the stress aspect, like the bride not really enjoying it because she was so stressed. But the other side of it was I'm definitely PMSing. (laughs) And so all of it was getting to me so much more. I mean, I don't normally... I wouldn't say I like snapped. I like pleasantly snapped at a party goer, mm-hmm. but um, her. It turned out to be the bride's brother, but he hit the photographer with a sparkler because he wasn't paying attention. Because obviously they're drunk, and I was like, "Hey, you just hit the photographer with a sparkler." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mean though, but he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," but I was like, I, "Like." Normally, I would just be like, whoa, that's crazy. But I was definitely in like a charged mood yeah. where I'm like, I'm not letting that fly today. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to start talking about flies. No. PMS. <laughs> PMS. Hello, men. If the men are out there, we're about ready to dive <laughs> into PMS. I was trying to bring you into this because oh. we all know where Jenna is today. Yeah. Can't yeah. you feel it? Oh, God. We've just... Yeah, this whole week I have, um, my moon cycle comes about every, <laughs> just in case everybody wants to every, know this. Every week and a half. You know, every 23 to 25 days, which is, I mean, that's kind of the joke, right? It's like Jenna's always on her menstrual cycle. And I actually love my moon cycle, Um I, I don't want it to end. I mean, I guess at some point I do want it to end, but um, I, I'm i almost 50 and it's still going strong and I hope it goes into my later 50s. You know, that's my desire. Some people probably think I'm crazy. But this week was so emotional for me. Oh my God, I felt like it was torturing me. So I wasn't even bleeding yet. It was like this, this like tug of war and it wasn't that my emotions that I was in a bad mood or anything it was more like I just could cry at a drop of a hat at a photo there was a photo of a bear and a wolf and I cried Um, a quote I would cry or watching a beautiful video I would cry seeing the sunrise the sunset I would cry but there is this um, interesting layer within the moon cycle that I think a lot of women hold and Allison I just want to get your like perspective on this too and maybe you don't feel this within your body when you move through it but I was having this discussion with my friend Brandy the other day over a cup of tea and hashtag branding (laughs) it's right and I was talking about how I felt really insecure this week 
And I mean, whatever, we're humans. We go through our moments of insecurity, different layers of insecurity. Sometimes it's about our body. Sometimes it's feeling insecure that we deserve the highest in this or that. Insecure within our work. Insecure with our truth, whatever it is. But this whole week, I was like feeling just insecure with everything. And... Um, <clears throat> And I really don't feel, I don't really like feeling that way. I mean, who does, right? Um, it kind of puts you in a little bit of a bad mood and charges you. But one thing I was witnessing is that I was honestly just watching myself move through this process and, um, and acknowledging for the first time, even at age 49, that, that I feel this insecurity sometimes during my moon cycle. I don't always feel it, but this week it was pretty heavy. Um, and then today, thank God, the flow, the flow came in. I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel that insecurity within your moon cycle? Definitely. I I mean, now that you're saying that, I was retracing yesterday's thoughts because I'm definitely there. It's coming. And yesterday, it was like I kept failing at a lot of things. Like, yes, I was mad about the things I had said earlier, but I also was not like doing quote unquote as good as I wanted to. Like, the lighting was horrendous in this place. Like, they used two totally different color bulbs, like an LED and a soft glow, which if anybody has ever videoed or photographed, it makes your cameras go insane with these crazy bars that go across it. So it's like dumb stuff like that. And so it kept coming back to, I'm just, this is my sixth year of doing this. Like, when am I going to feel... And I feel like emotional saying this, but it's like, when am I going to feel good at this? Mm. Like, when am I going to feel like uh, successful? <laughs> because I'm just a one, I'm a one man team or a one woman show, one man team. Why is it a one man team and a one woman show, by the way? F that shit. <laughs> well, let's try this out. One woman team. One woman team. I'm a one woman shit show <laughs> i'm a one woman team team i'm a one woman badass motherfucker that's what we should start saying oh yeah <laughs> with a southern accent okay carry on well yeah it's like i just feel like and also social media comes into this too because obviously i follow a lot of people in my field of wedding videography and they're so damn good like people are so good and so you're constantly scrolling you're constantly comparing yourself to all these people that are your peers or colleagues in this field and you're just never measuring up to them mm. and so that's what was going through my head like so much of last night because so many things I was just like ah oh, not good enough insecure and just, yeah. What does it feel like when you feel insecure? Let's dive into that, that yummy feeling of insecurity. <laughs> well, I mean, first, as I was even speaking of it in the last minute, it's like I just feel that emotion, that lump in your throat. And I think I really feel it like down in the heart area of just like, 
it actually feels kind of like a holding myself back almost, but Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like it's almost like my ribs are hands and they're like pulling me in, like trying to protect me or something. Ooh, I loved what you said just a minute ago. You said it almost feels like you're holding yourself back. I don't know if that makes sense, but it completely right. made sense to me. Oh, really? Because it sounded weird, but I felt like I had to just say it. No, I love that because I think a lot of the times we know this, that obviously we're projecting a lot of the the stories within the insecurities. Like we're already making up these stories that are like feeding the energy of insecurity. And so these stories actually are stories of insignificance almost. Like, we're, we're making ourselves smaller at times. I think it's because that creates a little bit of safety within us. Mm-hmm. But also we're scared to be, to think big, that do we have a right to take up that much space or even to say, I am a one-woman team and I am amazing. <laughs> you know, like seriously. And yeah. then when we do the scrolling on social media, which we've all been there to a certain extent, and we're comparing ourselves to other people, I can guarantee that all those people that we're comparing to do the same exact thing. Hmm. And that really we're, we're here on this this earth, whatever it is, to be a videographer <laughs> or... We're all on this journey. Or, or an amazing architect or an artist whatever it is and we all have our own vision and the way we do things and that's the beauty of it and then we shout out or we come up with all these different stories that bring us into the feeling of insecurity Mm. that's just one way of thinking of it no I feel that for sure and even as you were talking I think about the stories we come up with I mean that hit me the biggest it's like we come up with these stories of why we can't be the Mm. the best one woman show (laughs) or the best one woman team or just feeling good about what we do and it's like are these where are these stories coming from yeah (sighs) it's a big one it's a big one it also steps into I think one of my episodes was on um, self-worth and feeling worthy, you know, in different areas of our lives, um, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I just thought about, you know, like an insecurity of my own, and all of a sudden I got really sick to my stomach just now, like just now, in my belly, I felt it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live, and I feel sick to my stomach, everybody. (laughs) Give Everybody. me somebody give me a cookie or a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, I was even this week um I was a little bit insecure mm. about um a story in my life. Ooh, my stomach is like Wait, mine's gurgling. Oh, is that yours yeah. or mine? <laughs> That's Primal. Our bodies connect, people. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Can they hear that on the microphone? Rear, rear. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about a story in my own life. Um, The soul who... um, has become a possibility as perhaps an intimate connection... And 
it's definitely a slow slow journey i think probably more on my end than his end and it scares the shit out of me to be honest and yesterday i went on this really long hike and I, and and prior to that though i was thinking about vulnerable to be vulnerable within your heart space right now i'm just talking about um perhaps the the opportunity for love or for your heart to open up to love again or whatever that that invitation of opening your heart is and at times i feel like the heart space when it becomes vulnerable also has to dance with that invitation of feeling insecure at times because you worry that maybe you're going to be too much for somebody mm. or not enough for somebody. Um, I think at times, you know, because I have had these labels of a, of a yoga teacher um, and now I'm holding space within the embodied world, one-on-one sessions, primal embodied wisdom, and people hear me talk a lot in classes and one-on-one sessions or on the podcast or on YouTube and all of these beautiful, positive invitations that I invite people into at the same time, inviting them into their, their pain and their suffering, that people can hold me in a, a space or a place and how they see me within all those different layers and forgetting that I'm also this very... Um, messy woman at times and I get angry and I get pissed off and I say the wrong things or do the wrong things at times and then my heart it's like a flower it just like closes right back up Mm. but there's this huge part of me that I'm so ready to open it up to this person and yet there was a part of me last week that was feeling so insecure about it because I felt like he was taking maybe perhaps a step back and having a change of mind but that was a story in my own head And maybe he is and maybe he isn't. I have no idea. But that was a huge insecurity of mine last last week, which relationships in itself, even when you're with somebody, right? And Mm -hmm. Allison has a a beloved. And even when, when you're with somebody, there's times I would suspect you feel like you're in grace with that person. Like everything is just like powerful and good and um, loving. And then there's other times it's just like, fuck. Here we go. Here we go through this portal of just messiness. Are you feeling insecure? Or he's feeling insecure. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that? Well, you made my eyes tear up. I don't know why. <laughs> yes, I love it. We're embodying the body. <laughs> oh. Well, because as you were saying that, I was thinking about like how the if i will speak to if i'll speak to the grace of the lord <laughs> um not the lord but if, <laughs> if i'll speak to the grace it is beautiful to look at the the beautiful times that you do get to have with someone but then also in the difficulties it is kind of amazing to step back and look at it with a I guess, a just expansive perspective and just see like, wow, it's so beautiful to grow with someone through so many different things. Mm. And I, that brings a tear to my eye <laughs> because it, it is difficult at times, but it is 
I guess you lose words to describe it mm. and to show up to it because <sighs> yeah it's just hard to put words to it how does it feel like what are you feeling right now I feel appreciation mm. and I feel I feel very lucky to be with him, to be with the beloved. <laughs> That's also a funny word. My beloved. Um, I feel very lucky because it's we've seen each other through a lot of different versions of ourselves. And, I mean, that's just really cool. It is so cool. And, I mean, obviously, I'm single now, but I've been in those relationships where it ebbs and flows with what you're talking about. And um, I think there are times when the insecurities within a relationship actually make a relationship stronger. And now what you've brought me into is like even um, connecting with what you've shared so beautifully and your tears, which I love, um, is that the invitation of insecurities can actually bring us into so many gifts and blessings. It gives us a little bit of clarity and really insecurities are connecting us into many times like these false stories about ourselves. And you know I'm on this kick, Allison. It's like, God, we are so here to like really step and live our truth because that's what makes us so beautiful as humans, right? Like you are you and I am me and and, and uh, we are all and together. We are all together, so let's eat some cake. Yeah. But like seriously, you know, it's so many of us are just like you said earlier, which is um I can't remember exactly what you said, but like minimizing ourselves, right? We're contracting, we're uh, making ourselves smaller. And the world is actually asking us to share our gifts and our beauty and our smiles and our laughter and our tears and our anger and our frustration and and all of this. And there's so many times when we um, feel really insecure, coming back to that word, to share all of who we are. And yet when we share all of who we are is usually when we are when we are connected not only to ourselves but to a higher energy, the universe, God, Buddha, Shiva, Mr. Cake, Mrs. Cake, whatever whatever you want to say. <laughs> Mr. Okay, Cake. I'm getting a little out of hand, but you get what I'm saying, right? I do. It's got me, it's got me somewhere, but I'm not thinking, which is weird, mm. but I'm just somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. I'm embodied. <laughs> That's a good place to be, right? Yeah. <sighs> see, see, she wanted to take a deep exhale. Let's do it all together, <laughs> do people. It. One, two, three, deep exhale. Ha! <laughs> How many people are going to get cake after or are already switching their driving to go to the store to get cake right now? <laughs> or have put this on pause to make a cake. <laughs> this is now called a slice of cake with Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. 
insecurities. It is good because then it makes, once you get through the crying, sad, feeling down about yourself thing, you do pick yourself up at some point, usually, or you hope. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes years. Mm -hmm. But you do pick yourself up and that is the reckoning or that is the the growth that comes with it all. So that does feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's interesting cuz even, you know, obviously we're now moving into the umbrella of insecurities, but um it's just like you said, like we have these smaller stories where we eventually pick ourselves up and and we move into a different space of not being insecure, yeah. right? So it's the duality, but but then there's, I think, bigger things in our lives, right? So it's, I call it karma, karma that we've been dealt with in our lives. And um, so, for instance, you have an insecurity of just body image, you know, whether you're a man or a woman. And that perhaps comes from DNA, it comes from lineage, it comes from your childhood, whatever it is. And that insecurity just like nestles into your bones and into your makeup and everything. And it becomes like it, it takes over your body. It like have it, you know, it's, it becomes a, I guess a habitual pattern Mm -hmm. over time. And so breaking that, um, breaking that chain is a little bit harder, but it takes a little bit more work, but it's also, an opportunity mm-hmm. and can happen. Anyway, insecurity. Maybe we should move on to the next subject. Well, what is it? <laughs> What's the next subject? Well, I was going to say, I bet as you were saying that, like how you're saying you can even move into your makeup. Like I could imagine people listening to this and themselves having an opportunity to feel that embodiment if they haven't already, just with the two stories we've shared of what does insecurity feel like? Because it's not going to feel the same for everybody. Like for me, it feels like the heart and the ribs, the hands of the ribs doing something weird. For you, you had that sick stomach feeling. Mm -hmm. And so everybody, this is your invitation to feel it. Like where is that? Because I think once we start really feeling where it is, that's the beginning of something as painful and nasty and icky as it gets. Mm -hmm. There's something about this work that Jenna is doing of when you feel these things in yourself, viscerally, physically within you subconsciously and consciously can't ignore it anymore. And then it just becomes this unraveling process. Mm -hmm. So feel it. Feel it and then eat some cake. <laughs> well, and the other thing with that is, um, so like I'm feeling sick to my stomach. It, I mean, I know deep down inside now, I could feel sick to my stomach in a way that I'm nervous and excited for something, right? But that sick to my stomach feels a little bit different than this sick to my stomach. And this sick to my stomach just doesn't feel good. Mm. And so it's telling me, it's giving me an invitation that this insecurity is just not my truth. That whatever whatever story I'm making up in my head about myself or about a situation, it's, it's moving in my body. It's communicating with me. Mm. And it's inviting me in, just like you said. 
And it's an opportunity to change that story, hmm. right? That- so if I was going to go into my heart rib holding back feeling, because it doesn't feel good. It feels like your heart's like dropping. So then that's not my truth. So then that means that I'm not a bad videographer. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is your, it's how you're feeling, right? It's your truth in the moment. And so part of the primal embodied um, wisdom invitation is that it is your truth. Right now you're feeling, or yesterday, whenever, you were feeling insecure. And when am I ever going to be successful at this or look at this person they're so great I'm not so great this is your truth right you're feeling this Mm. so then you welcome that in you welcome in all that sensation and you breathe into it and then I think it's an opportunity to perhaps start to flip that story even with a mantra fake it till you make it kind of thing like Mm. you know what I'm doing the best I can as a videographer Mm -hmm. and um or even bringing in the invitation of when you really do feel good within your body and not just your physical body, but as um, a person who is creative and artistic and some of the videos that you have created and how those have made you feel. Mm -hmm. I mean, but even you were like thinking about the story from yesterday. I mean, gosh, that's just like that in itself wasn't the most positive wedding. Mm -hmm. So... So that in itself is moving that energy into other places or thoughts or stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it's, to me, it sounds for like career wise, I feel like that's a lot easier. And then to move into the flipping the story. But I guess how do you, like when you're talking about body image, I feel like that's so much harder to flip the story on that one or fake it till you make it on that one. Yeah, doesn't always work. Yeah. Doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Well, I just recently did a nude photo shoot. <laughs> and, and, and what does and, that do well, for you? Well, I mean, to be honest, I I don't have a lot, a lot of body image um, issues. I have... Um, a few, you know, close friends that do, and I see how it affects their life mm-hmm. in a huge way, um, and different stories, different uh, viewpoints on that. But I am a woman, and I'm approaching fifty, and things have shifted in my physical body, and I can be down on myself for sure, you know. Um, and just because we were talking about the moon cycle, definitely during my moon cycle, I do not feel for a few days. Oh, so sexy. (laughs) I don't feel sexy at all, actually. I feel quite insecure. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny. Like, during your menstrual cycle, there is those couple days where it doesn't matter what you put on, or at least this is my story, I feel like I look terrible, or I feel, you know, all the water weight, and I feel whatever I feel in my body. And, and then after my moon cycle goes away, I'm like, oh my God, I look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, body image is a tough one, but most recently I did do this, um, nude photo shoot and it was spontaneous and, um, not with myself, with a friend. (laughs) 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 Jenna just sets up her webcam. (laughs) Let's the government spy on her. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't be surprised. 
<laughs> they're always tapping into her video camera. <laughs> ah, oh my god. But it was one of the best gifts that I have gifted myself and um sure there were pictures, there are pictures. I just got these this past week and um, some of the picture I was like, oh, oh God, no, no. And then others I was like, oh my gosh, I look damn good for 49 and embracing, you know, whatever I needed to embrace within my body. But I know there's a lot of women out there that, um, are on their battle battlefields with body image and it may never end for them in this life, or perhaps they take small steps, you know, mm-hmm. But I think first it's acknowledging it, just like we were talking about, and acknowledging how how they feel about their body, like really welcoming in all those crazy thoughts, you know, that that really aren't true, but that's what they believe. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. And men have it too, not just women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, as you were speaking or saying just your side of the whole body image thing. I know this is lineage thing because I know my mom struggles with this and it's all about skin and it's like the face and I'm already so obsessed. I mean, I was on the yoga retreat with you. You see what happens to me at 10 Mm a.m. I run inside. I'm not outside in the sun Mm. and it's like I cover, I'm like always putting sunscreen on and always wearing a crazy big hat because I mean, she's, um, she's done things to where she's like had like surgeries to like pull the skin of the face and stuff. And it was just, it's like painful to like watch her go through that. Mm. Um, but I already, I feel like at one point I was ignoring it and I was like, oh, I have no issues, like blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, oh wait, you're already like watching for this you're already looking at the lines in your face Mm. and it's like I'm 30 years old so it's like it's starting to come in or the gray hairs are starting to come in and I'm like oh I don't care I'm gonna be one of those awesome gray-haired people and then it's like but are you really like can you really do that which I think would be awesome because I think it looks great Mm -hmm. but it's like when it comes down to you and then the little preconceived programmings that you're getting from society. I mean, it it gets to everybody. Sure. No matter how above it you think you are. So, yeah, I'm constantly putting sunscreen on my face. (laughs) Well, I do think that's good. (laughs) Because I'm going to the skin doctor this week with a little bit of worry around a little skin thing on my nose. But um, I do think, you know, we live in an area that we do need to protect our our skin so Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean there's so many women in the world like your mom and it's you know Botox or plastic surgery Mm -hmm. and we've I guess we have never I don't know if we've ever had it but lost that beauty of aging Mm -hmm. and I mean we're all getting older that's a famous quote from my dad he said you know we're all getting older (laughs) and genius he's I was like oh my god me too He's the voice of our time. (laughs) He is. He is the great Raja. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it comes with all of that. And, you know, even I have a hard time letting my hair go gray. Not yet. Not yet. Mm -hmm. Just add a little bit more blonde. 
Diggity-boo, da-da. Yeah, it sucks. Because, like, like I was telling you the other day about how I'm watching too much YouTube, it's all these 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old Gen Z YouTubers, and they're just so, like, confident and just like, look at me, and they have so much energy. And I think part of that, I do feel that feeling of, like, oh, well, I'm 30. I'm, like my time is over. Like it's all about them now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when did that happen? That our, at least our United States culture, we got so like weird with the way we look at aging mm-hmm. and how we revere older people. And yeah, I mean, cause again, I feel it in myself watching these younger people like put their creativity out online. And I'm like, who's going to watch me this old bag well think about me i'm 15 <laughs> years older than you <laughs> well i'm just saying like it, it's no matter how like holier than mm-hmm. thou i can be about this stuff it's like it still gets me yeah oh shoot no i'm almost 20 years old 20 years older than you i can't even do math i'm terrible at math i get really insecure insecure because of math <laughs> Our next topic. <laughs> you know, though, what's so cool, um, I, I feel, yeah, I mean, you know, it's so interesting. We we can base a lot of stuff on um, age, right, which is time. And so then we get wrapped up in um, time. This came up actually within a client session not too long ago. And how do we think more within um, the essence of being timeless, mm-hmm. You know, we, it's, it's, you know, not, this is not so much happening now in the generations of, um, in your twenties, like people thinking they have to have a baby in their twenties because now, you know, souls are having babies in their thirties and their forties and even fifties at times. God knows if I had a baby at age 50, that would be quite the, quite the podcast, quite the podcast in 2020. (laughs) Um, my last podcast was, you know, some of you that listened to that one was all about sex and how I finally had sex. And there was a, a moment in conversation yesterday with a couple of my girlfriends they are like, oh my God, what if you would have gotten pregnant age 49 in 2020? I was like, <laughs> well, that really definitely would have put a cherry on the cake. <laughs> God. Anyway, I got off on the subject. I can't remember what we were even talking about. That's good, though. Yeah, that's good. Because we're moving the energy. We're moving, moving the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pause. (sighs) My neck hurts. Do you need cake? No. (laughs) I feel good, though. I feel like I wanted to say something earlier, but then I forgot about it. I probably messed you up. Maybe about the timeless thing. Oh, yeah. We were talking about timeless. I like timeless. Um, Oh, yeah, because a lot of that happens watching these young, you know, Gen Z kids, like, putting out their creativity. What I always come back to is, I should have done that when I was 20, why did I not mm. do that? Why didn't I put myself out there? Um, and I think it, it even comes, ugh, this sounds so 
dumb. Ugh. So dumb. But it comes into that like vanity metric too. It's like, why didn't you put yourself out there when you were the youngest and like quote unquote best version of yourself? Uh, because I know, isn't that disgusting? Oh, uh, really? I know, I suck. Uh, no. See, this is an insecurity. We're kicking her <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. So you know what's so funny, though, Allison? Like, I love that you just said that, that you basically are stating that why didn't you shoulda, woulda, coulda done that when you were in your 20s because that was your... Perfectly bloomed flower, and now I'm a dying Perfectly bloomed. Now we've moved on to talking about the yoni. (laughs) No! (laughs) Well, the thing is, is like... I'm 49 and maybe this, I don't know. I don't, this is where I don't want to put, right? I could say, well, I believe in your 40s. This comes in your 40s. <laughs> but that's not true because I want to be timeless. And this could happen to people in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, their 70s. But the one thing that my 40s has gifted me, especially the last couple years, um, is honestly, like, I feel more beautiful now than I've ever felt. And I don't mean just physically, um, but just as a person, like, Mm. just knowing more of my truth, right? And sure, I mean, there are things in my life that I wish, I guess things that I don't have in my life that I wish were here, you know, um, but, and my life is not perfect, but when is life ever perfect? And that's when it's that opportunity to look at life being timeless as an opportunity to really be present in life, right? Mm. I mean, just to be present in all of it. It's craziness, messiness, the beauty, the times we like ourselves, the time we don't like ourselves. I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm getting off on a tangent, but. No, it's good. And maybe, maybe it was the yoni because that's part of it too. Because mm-hmm. they say, oh, you should have your kids when you're in your 20s because it'll be so much healthier for you and the baby and blah, blah, blah. And so I think that gets to me too is like the older I get, not venturing into that aspect of life. It's like, oh, am I just screwing myself over or you know Mm -hmm. it's but it's just again that story that people hold on to yeah so it's another oh why didn't I do that when I was at my best Mm. and it sucks and for those of you listening who don't know what a yoni is it's um your sacred vagina if well if you have one (laughs) if you don't that would be a lingam (laughs) well the thing is you're only 30 and so if you truly desire to have a child or children, whether it's biological or to adopt a child, that's still very much an opportunity for you. Yeah. Well, I was just sharing like where my yeah where my insecurities at with it. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. I wish I had a better mentality. Mm-hmm. But it does, and then that insecurity that's a sinking stomach feeling mm. of like oh like talk about timeless i feel like i don't have any more time i want to be 14 again <laughs> oh god i don't 
<laughs> well, I want to be 14 because then I would have so much more time. Yeah. To just be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'd want to be a certain age again. I, I really, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be a certain age again. Mm. Um. Well, that's good. That's why you're the host of this podcast. <laughs> no. I mean, God, I definitely was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think about the teens, the 20s, the 30s. They all had their ups and downs and spins and whatever else. Definitely, I definitely think uh, you're, just because I, I know you, but also that that feeling of even 14, that, that playfulness within your life mm. is something that keeps coming up for you over and over. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it makes me sad that I can't, like, hearing you say, like, oh, no, I love where I'm at. And it's like, I feel that from you. And it's like, oh, why why do I feel like I'm still not there, you know? Or it's mm-hmm. like, why can't I be proud of being 30 or, mm-hmm. like, where I'm at? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the early 30s were were quite challenging for me too. I mean, I was a com- I was in a completely different space. I think they what they say now. Now this doesn't always happen, but it's just like when um, an, a wine ages over time. <laughs> <laughs> like I think of myself like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, some things really suck in my life. You know, like I really <laughs> wish I had a partner, this beautiful man in my life, and that. And, um, and I wish that COVID would go away and, and that my business would start thriving again. You know, like, it's not like everything in my life right now is, is perfect, but I guess what it comes down to is I'm anchored in my soul. Hmm. Yeah. But, and that doesn't mean I've always been anchored in my soul because hmm. I haven't. Well, that's good because now I just thought this just if I'm going to look at 365 days ago, I mean, I went through a lot of different belief patterns, like really fast warp speed because I went from like ultra new age crystal Reiki person to now I'm like. I have no freaking idea, like, what's going on. Yeah, because you're kind of like, fuck crystals, fuck yoga. I am. With a, with a <laughs> Q. F-U-Q. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I'm going through um, massive pendulum swinging with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not anchored in my soul. Because mm-hmm. I thought my soul was defined by being this energy healer and then it was like no that's not it and so now it's like what am I (laughs) which is fun I'm the unknown it is fun I will say I do Do like it do you think that if you ate more cake that clarity would rise up that was my initial 
whole trajectory with this cake thing. <laughs> but so far, it has not revealed anything. <laughs> but yeah, but it's, I think now that we've come to this point in the podcast, I can feel proud of myself that I've gone through so many different belief patterns trying to discover myself. Mm. And so that's nice. At least I've gifted myself the freedom. Yeah. I think that this is what this life is all about, is experiencing. Yeah. And I think we all have these different outfits where we're like, oh, this outfit feels really good right now, this label. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a year or five years or ten years from now, it's like, I need a new outfit. Yeah. Yeah, which is, that's fun. So you're a human suit, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like if I'm a, a crab, I just, <laughs> which I am, I just shedded a shell. So now I'm a soft underbelly with vulnerability, and I have no shell. Maybe some butter if somebody's <laughs> going to eat you. I love butter. <laughs> yeah, but it's back to what you are saying about vulnerability. Yeah. When we get rid of our shells or get rid of these stories, then we're just, we're, we're naked in the Garden of Eden for all you Christians out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, that actually, so that brings me, I love that. Like, just like the whole um, statement you just said, being vulnerable and being naked. You know, you hear people say, speaking your truth, being in the raw. But, um... That is one thing that I have moved more into in 2020, which I think COVID has gifted me, is, is to be more truthful with people and um, to speak my truth, even to myself, if it's not heard, but just within my own, within my own body. Mm-hmm. And like another big thing that you and I have been talking about is like setting boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. boundaries with others, whether that's visible or not visible or setting boundaries with ourselves but like even coming back to my story with um this beautiful soul this beautiful man that I don't know could be an opportunity of romance um (laughs) I got the giggles (laughs) which it scares the shit out of me right and yet I know that I need to be vulnerable. I want, I don't need to. I want to be vulnerable. Like, I want to reach out to him and reconnect with our conversation about exploration together. But there's this what if he's changed his mind? And I'm like, well, what if? At least you know the truth, right? Yeah. At least you know the truth. And then you move on and you open your heart to that that wonderful person, that wonderful soul that is still out there, hmm. wherever the fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love talking about love and romance, probably because I maybe it's never been super easy for me in my life. But um, I mean, whatever. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. But. Well, it's funny, this podcast, I feel like, became about timelessness. And this man you're talking about has been all about timing. Like, that has been the theme. He's Mr. 
slow and measured. <laughs> Do you want me to delete this part? <laughs> Little crab, are you vulnerable? <laughs> yeah. But he has been, if y'all want to know the truth, he has been making advancements for quite some time, and it wasn't the time for Yenna. And then now it's the time. So what's all this with time and timelessness? Can't you get your story straight? Yeah, shit. I'm feeling sick to my stomach again. Whew. Is it too early to have a shot of whiskey? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's so wild. And um, yeah, like right now, I feel a lot of heat in my collarbones. I don't know if I've ever felt that before. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's like I'm feeling. Um, we need a Chinese medicine person to write in. <laughs> yeah. No, this is crazy. So I'm feeling this heat. In my collarbones, and then it's going up into my throat, and my throat feels constricted. And then also, I feel really sick to my stomach. So now I'm like, is this the way you're supposed to feel? <laughs> is this your truth? It's my truth. Um, no, you know, I, I. it's been a long time that I'm ready to be open to... the possibility of a relationship. Like I am so open to it. And that doesn't mean it's this guy, but I definitely am open to his energy and there's something about him that I like. Hmm. So sometimes we need time mm -hmm. to open. Yeah. Yeah. But we can also be timeless. Yes. This is getting confusing. This is getting very confusing. <laughs> we live in paradox. <laughs> well, I think it's also sometimes um, when it comes to romance, you could this is you could say, "Oh, I need some more time," or "I need to slow this down." And so then that happens, and then you're like, "Wait a minute, why is this not? Why is nothing happening now?" Hmm. You know, it's just like that ebb and flow, whatever you call that. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, let's finish this story. <laughs> <laughs> I threw her under the bus. <laughs> yes, you did. You threw me under the bus, and so now I must go eat cake. <laughs> well, are you feeling anything else, or is this podcast coming to a close? I don't know. I think we covered a lot in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the word pod, actually. I'm going to end with this because there's all these little pods out there of all these amazing podcasts. And uh, this one, for sure, A Cup of Tea with Jenna, is just for fun. Um, I do them every once in a blue moon. And Allison has been a big part of that motivation, inspiration, um, and also the creative uh, aspect of it. She puts it all together along with my YouTube meditations and videos and, and all of that. So I was um, 
definitely wanting to have or invite a guest onto this podcast. And I thought, what a better guest than to have Allison. Would you like to say any final words? It's been great. And I hope you continue. I hope that just because we have a blue moon on October 31st, that you don't just choose to podcast once in a blue moon. Oh, nice, nice. Well, deep. deep. That is deep. That is deep. I hope you feel less insecure to tie that in and continue to do these, whether it's with other guests or a stream of consciousness. Mm. Yes, we shall see. <laughs> but I do know one thing. Everybody should have a piece of cake today. <laughs>